Hey friends, if you're trying to find, develop, or keep young leaders on your team, look no further than Leadership Pathway. They have worked with hundreds of churches and they've interviewed thousands of candidates over the past several years. They're offering a brand new free ebook about the five core competencies that are at the heart of the leadership development process with every church that they partner with. Just go to leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this free resource. That's leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary. You know Seth Godin, you know him, I love him. He's really jumped on the soft skills mantra, so to speak, recently. He says, those are the real skills needed for future leaders. Look, we all want younger and younger leaders on our teams to advance the gospel and to reach the next generation, but how do we find support and develop them? That's why Sean, Kristen, Michelle, and Dave at Leadership Pathway is all about that. I've hung out with these people and they're really cool. I mean, well, Dave isn't actually that cool, but the rest of them are amazing. Again, to pick up that free ebook, just go to leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this resource. That's leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary to pick up this free ebook. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in today. Every week we try to bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. And today we definitely have that. Super excited to have J.D. Mason with us. Uh, he's from a fantastic church, Liberty Live Church. This is a, this is a fantastic church. It was founded in 1900. Uh, it's a great church with six locations. I think if I'm counting right, plus Church Online, it's one of the fastest growing churches in the country. And J.D. is their online campus uh, pastor, campus leader. Super excited to have you here. J.D., welcome. Thank you, Rich, man. It's good to be here. I'm super excited for this. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I know we'll, we're going to learn a lot. I appreciate you doing it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Liberty Live, kind of give us the the story, the flavor of the church, and then tell us about your role. Yeah, for sure. So like you said, I mean, we've been a stylist for over 100 years. I've been there for six years. Um, and so really our goal was to reach the 1.7 million that live in our Hampton Roads area. If you're not familiar mm. um, in Virginia, we're located in Virginia and we have like seven cities. So it's called like the seven cities area. And that's what makes up Hampton Roads. And so we have 1.7 million that we would like to reach. That's been our goal. And so we want, you know, we want campuses within 30 minute drive of, of people. And so we, um, we've expanded out. And so since I've been here, we started with two multi-sites and now we're up to seven, including online. And so that has been our vision wow. and our goal. And um, so it's been awesome to see God uh, really bring it into fruition. Love it. And so you oversee uh, the church online kind of aspect. Can you kind of flesh that out? Tell us what that looks like. What is Liberty Lives kind of online ministry uh, look like? All right. Well, I mean, so it's, I launched it about three years ago. Now I say, I obviously mm-hmm. there's um, a team involved in it. It's not a single person for sure. Um, yes. <laughs> and so 
but I did get to cast the vision for it and kind of see it through. Um, and it was, you know, we started it because we wanted to reach people around the world and also our local community, maybe those that were in hospitals or maybe even shut-ins. Um, and so really it was a goal was to bring the church to people who could not reach the church and come into the church. And so then when COVID mm. hit, it took more of a serious turn um, because now it is the only way and our only means uh, to reach the <laughs> so network, true. you know? And yeah. I mean, a lot of churches found themselves like, hey, we need to establish mm-hmm. an online campus. Um, and those who had already established it um, just basically outfitted it to be even bigger and bulkier and basically mm-hmm. to be able to meet the needs of those they wanted to reach. And so that's what we did. We already had one established, but we actually pre-recorded mm-hmm. a lot, like all of our host segments, intros, outros, graphics was all pre-recorded. Um, and so we switched it over to a live recording set. And so then we infuse that within our worship services. Mm, very cool. Well, why don't we, I'd love to dive into that. You know, this obviously, um, Church Online has obviously uh, been hugely impacted like everything else by COVID. I'd love to hear about some of your learnings as you look back over the last, I don't know, 14, 15 months. Uh, what have you learned? What's kind of, you know, yeah, what, what lessons are you pulling from that for, for Church Online as we look to the future? Man, <laughs> so many lessons have been learned. I mean, you know, you do you do something wrong, you do something right, you know, and you just kind of hope for the best results sometimes. Um, but really, so we're all kind of delving into a new world with 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 um, creating live services and um, in a meaningful way. Obviously, you're going to have your live churches and elevations who and even TC who have been doing it for a long time uh, and have been doing it well. Highlands is a church that we follow a lot, um, and mm. so. What we wanted to do, what, what I wanted to do was create an online show where people actually felt like we were in their living rooms. Um, my goal mm. is for you to feel like you're a part of what we're doing and not just watching a really great broadcast. Obviously, I want the broadcast to be phenomenal, you know, no issues in programming. Things. <laughs> but what we learned was, you know, and, and, you know, this was something that I didn't really consider. Volunteers run a lot of the things that we do production-wise. So for our online campus, um, mm-hmm. when COVID hit, a lot of those volunteers kind of backed away, which is obvious. You know, we at a certain point, we couldn't even have people in. You know, I don't know what it looks like for different states, but for us, mm-hmm. we were kind of locked into staff members. Um, and so we were like, how do we produce? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we have a director? How do we have a graphics person? How do we have a camera operator plus host? Now, I can direct, but I have to be on top. I have to be on the camera because I'm the host. And so um, it's, it was True. it was one of those things that we had to learn the hard way uh, to automate things. And I mean, we can get into the weeds if you want. I mean, uh, creating uh, – we were creating macros uh, just to switch cameras to um, – uh, unmute mics and mute mics to switch mm. in between our live services in the room and in our live studio. And so a lot of that was a huge learning curve. Like, hey, you have to be set uh, for minimal staff in case a pandemic does happen. I mean, case in point, mm. we had a bomb threat. I mean, this is random. We had a bomb threat during our live wow. service, right? I mean, like- Oh my goodness. Like, if we couldn't have planned you know, They don't plan for that. You don't plan <laughs> for that. That wasn't on the checklist of things you got to plan for. That was not on the checklist. So I'm literally live. I, I, nobody knows what's going on. And next thing I know, wow. I see the worship leader. We just cut to the live in the room. They're singing, they're jamming out. And I see the worship leader take a pause. And I see, I just hear people running up and down the hallways. <laughs> and then they're like, wow. hey, we have to leave immediately. So people online do not have an idea 
So my job is to make them aware and, and pray with them and make sure that nobody's freaking out. And so I jump on live, I cut back live and I'm like, Hey, I explained the situation as best that I could try not to, you know, I'm, I can't be freaking out. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> I right. can't go on there like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. The ceiling's on fire. We got to get out of here. And so mm. uh, coming up with plans for, uh, for those type of scenarios is something that we had to learn to do. Now, yeah, absolutely. it's crazy. I can't make this up. A week ago, we had a fire alarm go off, right? And everybody has oh to evacuate. Goodness. I mean, it's like <laughs> we're getting tested here. So we had a plan oh, no. and we, we we thankfully hit it a lot smoother, um, transitioning yes. um, back to live and saying, hey, this is what's going on. We will be back in the room in about 10 minutes. We're going to play some music. Uh, we're going to throw up a graphic so you guys can just sit sit tight. We'll be right back with you. Um, and so <laughs> learning has Love been it. you know, through a lot of trial and error. Um, <laughs> so I love it. This is so good. So this is the, uh, the beauty of being live, right? It's the, it's the, um, you know, the tension of creating something, uh, live, which is, is fantastic. Have you found that rather than kind of packaging up a pre-recorded service, which a lot of churches do on church online, have you found that the live environment is a better experience for your guests, for the people who are engaging online? Has that, has that been, is that what drove you to say, yeah, we're willing to live with the fire alarms and bomb threats, uh, but has it been better for your guests from that point of view? I mean, here's the thing, Rich. I know that there's statistics probably argue both sides. For me personally, I, I believe that, um, when you have something live, when you have those mess ups, when you have the fire alarms go off, people feel like, I'm a part of what is going on in the room. Um, yeah. I can't get there. I might be sick. I might have a. I might have mm-hmm. a sickness or just a fear of it. And so I'm not even going to put myself there. So, but I still want to be a part of the worship. I want to know what's going on in the room, and I want to feel mm-hmm. what they feel. And so for me, I believe that a live broadcast is is kind of like that bridge, um, if you will, to. to mm-hmm. To kind of create that stickiness in people where they're like, hey, I was a part of that last week. I was a part of that bomb threat. I felt the fear. Yes. I was praying for them. You know, and I have what is really cool is, you know, live churches put out the church online platform that we all use. The ability to chat is so awesome, but also the ability for the prayer request. And so I have mm-hmm. a, um, a host team, um, a prayer of uh, prayer warriors and also the chat host. And so we have mm-hmm. people praying live. Um, and I love doing the shout outs. So what is the cool part is when you're sitting at your house, I'm saying, hey, welcome, um, Susie. You're here every single week. You're out in yes. Texas. Hey, if you're in Texas, you guys link up. Grab some coffee with Susie. She's been attending for a year now. And so it's neat that we have attenders that come uh, week in and week out. And so before, people didn't think that you could actually have a church online and have community. Mm-hmm. Now we have mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. community groups that are strictly for people who are in overseas and in different states. We actually had somebody come from Texas that fly, flew in to get baptized who watched us online. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just amazing. God has been doing some things that really allowed us to feel like that live piece is very, is very um, instrumental in bridging the gap between getting to know people in their homes. Yeah, I I agree. I've said in other contexts, there's something, there's a tangible intangibility about being live. There's something, it's like, you can't get it on a spreadsheet. What is 
the difference between those two, but there's something that just uh, translates better, even if it's it's maybe not as produced. Um, one of the things you said earlier, I'd love to loop back on, you talked about making your, particularly your hosting spots, feel like you're in the room with people, that you're like, you know, like you're in their, in their living room. Uh, how have you found that that you're able to do that? What are, what are kind of best practices on that front? What, what are you doing to ensure that it kind of has that feel for folks? I mean, and this is, this is good because um, this is something that we have to constantly ask ourselves. Um, coming up with like kind of things that you want to discuss. Here's, mm-hmm. here's what's been a big win for us and we have the best responses is when we share a part of our week. Um, now, mm-hmm. that might just sound really generic, but the reality is people want to know that, number one, as a host, as somebody who leads at a church, that you're a regular. Like, did you mm-hmm. have, you had a bad week? Like, I can relate to that. You were yes. stuck in traffic this morning and you barely made it and you didn't even have your coffee yet. I can vibe with that and I can get behind what you're saying. Now I can hear what, I can hear the gospel message so much better now that I can actually relate to you as a real person. And so mm-hmm. being live and having that access to people and then people jumping in the chat, obviously questions are always going to be a win. I love asking um, people questions who are in the chat. I'll have, I, I love having a co-host with me. Um, nine times out of 10, I'll have a co-host because banter, you know, it really brings it a lot. Yes, absolutely. So asking yeah, questions totally. allows people to put feedback live in the chat and so everybody mm-hmm. feels like they're a part of what we're saying. So if we're if we're discussing um, maybe our favorite life verse, and I'm like, hey, you throw your life verse in. It's so neat when people mm-hmm. have similar life verses or uh, prayer requests that's similar, and then everybody's jumping in praying, and then I can come on live, tie it all together, and say, hey, we're mm-hmm. praying for you. It is so amazing that you are praying for them, and I'll just start listing all the usernames. And so it makes mm-hmm. it feel like they're seen, they're heard, and that is my yes. Yeah, I love that. And so uh, you, I'm going to take advantage of you. You're the expert in this category. One of the things I've struggled with, because our services, we do our hosting live online, and I've, I've, you know, they have me in that position every once in a while. And we'll do the throw out exactly what you're saying, like, hey, what's a verse, or like, you know, we'll ask funny questions or that kind of thing. But there's always that lag between when you ask the question, and then because the live is actually time shifted, even if it's just. 15 seconds. It feels like an eternity before people start, you know, typing in. How do you get over that? How do you, how have you overcome that kind of delay issue? Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a great thing that we had to figure out, um, especially if you're mm-hmm. doing like live, live stuff. So what we do is I'll ask a question and then I'll just have some filler. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit it. And um, one time, okay, here's one thing that I learned. If we're going to talk about lessons, I wanted to do like, like we're discussing, asking questions live and then giving people shout outs. So I had a TV behind me that had the actual live hosting <laughs> right behind me. What I didn't mm. consider was that, I, you know, you can have the big box or the small box. I put it mm. in the, the the guest view. So if you're a guest, you would recognize, oh, this looks just like the church online platform. We're all watching the same thing. The problem mm. is I have us behind me. And so now you have this inception effect because you oh. have us on the screen on the TV and then you yes, have us yes. in that screen and in that screen and I didn't even think about it. So the second service, I made it the smaller box and I had the live chat going. But the goal was for people to be able to see the chat live so that yes. be, even though we have a delay, um, we had filler, we had like a picture. So we were asking people about maybe their holiday weekend. And so me and my co-host, we, we threw up pictures of us and our families that weekend and then we asked them to submit their pictures and this, that, and the third. And so um, we kept talking and then we got to show people live on 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 our uh, broadcast. And so it was, it, it was a win overall, but man, I had people like taking pictures saying inception, like hashtag, like, it, was, it was, a, it was a thing, you know, it was, and it wasn't necessarily yeah. the best thing, but it was a thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, and there's something about that too. Again, it shows you're, you know, you're experimenting, you're growing, you're trying new things. There's something good about that. People like that, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, related to church online, an area that I think a lot of us have struggled with, and I think are still trying to figure out is, is really the whole musical worship portion, the worship piece of what we do on, on the weekends and um, particularly online. Um, you know, it does feel different than obviously being in a live room. Um, what are you learning on that front? How have you kind of uh, found that the, you know, the, the the musical piece, particularly of the weekend? How is that working for you guys? What are you doing on that front? Um, well, initially what we did when we were pre-recording our host segments, um, we actually brought in a team and we brought in cameras, we rented them and we did music videos. And so we pre-recorded our worship as well. And it was so we mm-hmm. could have a very produced product. Um, mm-hmm. and it, and there was, you know, and it was good. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, but people f- started to ask, why haven't we heard the worship that was in the room? Um, mm-hmm. and so we, we, we decided, you know what, let's go ahead and just start taking our live worship. And it added mm-hmm. a level, you know, in one sense, we're like, we really want to pre-produce it. We can get better angles. We can use cine cameras. We can make it look mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Let's use our online as an opportunity to take a step forward in that regard. But what we learned was people really would rather have the raw would rather have, you know, um, and, not, and not saying that you don't produce it well, but, you know, live is always not going to, you know, you can never do it as well as pre-produced, um, mm-hmm. especially when you ISO cameras like we do. And so basically we found that live worship um, is is going to be the best way for uh, for our church is the best way to do it. Um, and so what I love is the energy from the host to the worship leader throwing between the two. Um, is really, it really kind of creates like an excitement. So when I throw, I never throw on a down. And so when I say, when I, when I'm saying throw, what I really mean, um, if you're not familiar is just, I'm, I'm allowing Mm -hmm. my director to cut to the live worship. So I'm going to make sure that I I'm excited right at the end point. That way it matches the level of my worship leader. So it all feels like it's a one synonymous service and it doesn't feel like this is a segment. Mm -hmm. This is a segment. Um, and so especially when we go live in all of our multi-sites, which is something that's newer that we've done to kind of tie in everybody and all the campuses. Um, that's something new that we've been discovering that Mm. really helps everybody feel like they're a part of what's going on around the world. Uh, Pull that apart. What are you changing in your uh, campuses? Are you, you're doing uh, a hosting piece in all of those or am I misunderstanding that? What are, what are well, you doing across the locations? So yeah. What we started doing this year is we started streaming our host segments. So our, our initial live stream was really just for our social media and our online platform. So it was just web. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, well, mm-hmm. let's tie it in and let's have it go into our multi-sites as well. So they can fill a part of what is going on. And then you can start mm-hmm. to talk to all your multi-sites all at once. And then you can start mm-hmm. to share events and everybody hears it at the same time. And not only that, it allows everybody to know, wow, like we're part of something big. You get to share things that are going on. Like we had over 110 countries um, viewing us uh, this past year. We had, you know, over 300 salvations and they may not know some of those things. Um, And, you know, 200, over 200,000 page views online. And so what they, Mm -hmm. you want them to know what their tithing is going to, you want them to know what their volunteer service is going to and what Mm -hmm. they're a part of. And it's so, it's kind of just neat. So everybody can be like, oh, like wow, this is amazing. We had no idea that we had people in these countries doing missions or we had this, this um, one of the multi-sites over here is doing ESL and, and reaching people through the gospel through that. Um, and so it's just cool mm. to reach, you know, let them know what the reach is going to in the area. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Now, what about your in-person experience? Has any of that changed 
kind of post COVID because of the fact that you're now doing live online? Is there anything like if you if I was to come and sit in an auditorium today, um, how is that different than it was, you know, pre COVID or is, is it the same? What, what's that look like? I think one, <laughs> it's funny. One thing that, um, people now have, I think, is an appreciation for online. <laughs> Initially, right, you right, know, right, right. it felt yes. like an extra, an addendum, you know, an asterisk on it. Yep. Like your online church, a lot of churches felt like that. Um, why yep. are we even doing this? You know, um, yes, yes. is this building <laughs> growth? And so it's really neat that people are like, wow, like, you know, we were a part of you every single week. And now we appreciate mm. online and we appreciate the value that it brings to all those. And now they can because people couldn't come. Now they understand what, mm-hmm. what it feels like when you can't come because you have a physical illness. They may not have that, so now they're back in the room. But now they mm-hmm. understand what that person feels like and they understand the gravity of the situation. Those people still need to be reached. They still want to be a part of a group. They still want to have communion, get baptized. And so we'll partner with you with a local church or we'll have a pastor come out to you. And so all those things people are now understanding in a full circle way. So now they're back in the rooms. Mm-hmm. And I think there's not much that has changed except you know the excitement of finally being back in the room. But also I think it's it's an appreciation um for what for what the online church has been doing around the country for honestly all the churches yeah love it so so good it's it's fantastic so now when you think to the future you're thinking hmm like okay where do we go from here are there either questions you're asking or things you're wondering about as we're thinking about the future of church online at liberty what's we'll peek up over the horizon where where is this going next Where, where do you think it's headed Okay, so uh, something that I was just pitching and we just started it, it's um, basically becoming, I want um, us to have a Right Now Media catalog of all of our campus pastors um, and all of our staff really um, being included in different series that we have. So, all right, mm. the goal for somebody for me that is, that is sitting at home who can't come, when I think about that person in my mind, I'm like, okay, how do I reach them and allow them to feel like they're part of what we have going and also have them being discipled? And so- um, mm-hmm. what I started was having a Wednesday night, um, series. So it's been changing every few weeks. So I had, mm-hmm. we just finished a five week parenting series before that we did a mm-hmm. testimony series with five different um, people from our staff. And before that we had a, our armor of God series. And so every Wednesday, now they can look forward to a series that is going to be helping disciple them and teach them and, and grow them in a different way. Now on Sunday nights, we're going to begin doing a specific online, I love saying this, online exclusive worship nights. Um, and so that'll be- Oh, really, wow. That's cool. Yeah. It's going to be like an acoustic vibe, not not super produced like we did before. We're not renting any cameras. We're going to use the, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't know if we were going to get any gears because I had all my gear ready to go, but we use the uh, Blackmagic Micro Cinemas, something really low key. So we'll have those right in the studio. So those would be Sunday nights. And then we're going to start a women's 12 o'clock um, Bible study group. And so the goal for me is to be um, all things to all people, right? But also like have a catalog of things. And then we put them all on our YouTube channel. So all those past series will be there. And then we'll eventually make a web page for it when we have around like 10 mm-hmm. series already produced. And so what what my goal is to is have all those be live cuts. So there's, there's not a lot of extra work involved. So I'm directing and cutting those live and then yep. they stream out live and then we just immediately just drop them right onto our webpage. Post them live. That's great. Yeah. That, that gets me thinking about on demand. So a, part, a lot of what we've been talking about, obviously, is the live events, the kind of um, let's drive to an appointment time, you know, like at a certain time, we've got those events. What have you noticed on the on demand side, whether that's on YouTube or your podcast over the last year? Has there been any shifts on that? Uh, anything that you've noticed kind of that's changed uh, pre post pandemic? I would say not a lot has changed. I think mm-hmm. all 
our numbers have gone up digitally. Like I think everybody mm-hmm. across the board, we've all seen an increase um, digitally. Yep. I think that the ability to share has increased our on-demand views um, mm-hmm. because people are now not watching it live because mm. you know for they're busy. They have work. They have this. They have that. And so knowing that it's still on online is is being is is definitely we're definitely seeing um, a benefit in in making sure that our on-demand content is posted in a very clear and concise way. Whereas before, maybe we didn't we didn't necessarily have that as a priority. So now we're making sure that okay. everything is cleaned up. We have this series here, boom, this series here, and then here's our sermon series. And so we have seen an uptick in on-demand um, content viewing mm-hmm. um, post, uh, w- during COVID. And even even now as we're all coming back, um, people are still wanting to watch it again. And because it's so accessible, they can just go on social media yeah. and watch it. That's been huge. Before, totally. we didn't do that. You know, Before, it was mm-hmm. only on our website and halfway through the week, we'll, we'll post it. Um, and not not the full service. So now people can watch the worship, the host segment. I mean, they don't they don't care about the host segment, but they watch the worship yeah. and the sermon. And, <laughs> yeah. and really, it's been neat because we have seen it because it's so easy and it's so accessible for them now. Yeah, it does seem like there's been a shift, right? Where, um, like I always joke, if my mom starts doing it, I know that lots of people are doing it. And <laughs> you know, she, you know, the fact that she knows that she can go on to YouTube and find clips from her church. I don't think she would have known that pre-COVID, like because now she's just a part of life, right? And she's got a sense of that, and so I, I do think that has, um, you know, has shifted things around. That's kind of uh, that's kind of cool for sure. So this has been great, super super helpful. There are some churches uh, that are thinking about getting out of doing church online. That in this season they're like, ah, we need to stop doing this. Like, and and there's they're like even thinking like, hey, we need to stop doing this because it's maybe stopping people from coming to our in person services. Um, what would you say to a church leader that's maybe thinking that? That's thinking, oh, I think we maybe want to shut this down or or maybe uh, you know pull back from it. I think that you will be pull you'll you'll not just be pulling back in a sense financially possibly could be a thought but you'll be pulling back on the reach that you have um mm. you know the online world allows you to reach countries that are hostile to the gospel countries that you may never visit countries that you may never have thought you would be able to enter um into and so i would say that even even with the i mean just with the abilities that we have with social media it's very, you can reach so many people with a very mm-hmm. low dollar amount. Um, yeah, totally. The ad campaigns that we began um, to reach to reach people has just been amazing. Um, and so, right. and, and there's been such, we well, personally, our church has seen so much return on people with the emails mm-hmm. that we receive, the, the, um, the letters that people are getting saved. I mean, we've seen so much life change. It, it's almost like an impossible thought to go back on it. Right. And so why would, why argue, would we get rid of that? That's amazing. It, right, exactly. exactly. Life change is happening. So what I'd argue is double down <laughs> because yes. you, if you <laughs> haven't seen that life change, then then seek that life change, create a plan to do it. And you can do it in a cheap way. I mean, there I've helped churches um, create an online, um, an online campus with, I mean, very cheap mm-hmm. materials. I mean, you don't need state-of-the-art equipment. It's really just about your heart. If your heart is to reach the world, then let it be to reach the world. If your heart is to reach your community and you're nervous that it's going to um, allow people to be lazy and sit at home and not come to your brick and mortar, a lot of us church leaders are going to argue they're probably not coming anyway, um, you know. And so, True. go ahead and reach the most people you can, and and reach them in 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 your brick and mortar. But also, go ahead and reach them online as well, because you might have met, you might meet somebody that you never had met. You might have mm-hmm. your mom or your friend share share the church uh, post, and they're like, "Hey, 
you know, I really needed this. I never would have stepped foot in that church, but because you shared it and I respect who that person is and we're on social media. So it's literally one click. Now I'm involved. Um, there's so many stories that I've heard from that. So that's what I would say to, uh, to a church leader who's considering pulling back. I'd say double down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. No, I, I appreciate that. I think that's great coaching. This is not the season to pull back. You know, we, we want to continue to figure out, um, Hey, how do we do this? How do we sustain this long-term and use this to reach people for sure? I love that. Great, great word there, JD. So, uh, you know, I work starting to close up coming to the end. Anything else you want to share just as we uh, come to the end of our episode? Um, really the, the one thing that I'd love to share is just, um, don't, don't look. And here's, here's something that I think all, all of us online leaders and even church leaders, um, mm-hmm. if you feel like you don't have the ability to do what other churches are doing, don't feel disheartened. Um, every church mm. has a different DNA and every church can reach people that some other church may not be able to reach. Um, it's kind of like the social media complex that we have today. We have that in the church world um, really bad as well. Um, be comfortable with being who you are as a church. Um, you don't need to have mm. uh, some some really cool way of like hosting or really playing a crazy fun game every mm. Sunday. It's really just about considering mm. who the people are that you want to reach and then doing those things. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach your community, reach your community. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach countries that are that are outside yeah. of your reach, then go ahead and try to reach those countries. Um, produce as then target those countries. I mean, there are things that you can do. And so, but don't just get down on yourself because you don't have the the finances that another church may have. Um, they don't may not have the staff that others have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a huge encouragement to me to mm-hmm. see smaller churches having such a big reach. And, and their minds are just so like open to like what God is doing. But before, um, you know, they felt like they couldn't reach people and they didn't have the ability to. And really, um, the, the technologies that we have make it so simple now that it's really cool that everybody's getting on board and everybody's, it's like we're on one big team. And so it's so neat that we're all reaching the world for Jesus Christ in a whole new way all together. I mean, it, it's terrible that it took a pandemic, but now we're all on the same page. I mean, mm-hmm. before people would argue about church online and now everybody's like, man, we've been reaching, um, some, <laughs> I mean, some crazy amounts of people and it's just, it's, it's really glory to God. So it's really neat to see that. So I just want to encourage everybody, um, don't look sideways, just look forward. Um, God has you where he has you for a reason, you know, and so just trust in that. Love it, sir. So, so good. This has been a great conversation. Huge encouragement. Uh, excited to uh, point people towards the church. If people want to follow Liberty Live, they want to kind of check out what you're doing. Where do we want to send them online? Yeah, check us out at My Liberty Live on Instagram, on Facebook. We even have a Pinterest page. Um, <laughs> we have a nice. Twitter. But, um, and yeah, so uh, check us out. And then our, our online church page, if you want to check out some of the stuff we have going on, it's uh, libertylive.online. And our main URL is libertylive.church. Love it. Thanks so much, JD. You have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you being here today. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.